0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Older Adult to Geriatric Nutrition Answers podcast presented to you by LongTermCareRD.com. I'm Michelle Sari, your host and presenter of today's episode. So today we're actually doing part two of the audit questions or a state survey, depending where you are, it'll change what it's called. But yesterday or last week, sorry, podcast was a big hit and so I wanted to continue on because I know there are endless amounts of questions about the state survey process. So I'm happy to continue on, answer some more, hopefully make your job a whole lot easier. Um, But before we start today, I wanted to give you guys a cool announcement that we are going to be starting live webinars and Q&A group discussions. So when I sent out the survey a number of weeks ago I got some really great feedback and what you guys were really requesting was we want a live Q&A, we want a live webinar and also there was a idea bouncing around of group coaching calls or basically like group long-term care dietitian focused calls and So I thought about it, and it's taken a little bit to come to fruition. But the way that it's going to be framed is it'll be a Zoom call. I'll do... Typically, a 30 minute presentation on a nutrition related topic to give you guys some piece of education to walk away from it with. So, it gives the group a little bit of structure. It'll be a PowerPoint presentation. I'll go through the latest research in an area. And then it'll be followed by about 15 minutes where you can come with your questions. And it'll be all of the group getting involved and helping you with your question. I'll be there to guide the conversation. Um, But it's really just helping you to feel less alone in your practice. That is kind of one of the number one pieces of feedback that I get is that most dietitians they feel so isolated in their job because there's nobody in their facility that really understands what they do. They don't have anybody to bounce their nutrition care plans off of that will really be able to give them that useful feedback on how to do their job better. And so that's what this is. It's essentially a long term care dietitians group that's coming together on Zoom calls, hoping we're going to keep up with a once a month pace. Right now, I have November and December planned. So if you want to get involved in this, I'd really love to have you there. For this first call, I'm giving a discounted rate, and it's also going to be capped at 50 dietitians. I wanna see how it goes. I wanna get your feedback on ways that I can improve it. So we're gonna cap it at 50. So it's on November 22nd, Wednesday at one o'clock PM Eastern time. You can register, it's under the shop page actually. So it is called Elderly Nutrition and Depression Webinar because that's the first topic that we're gonna be covering. So it's discounted, it's only $19.95. It will go up if you wanna register for future sessions but if you register for this first session, and then you'd like to come to more sessions in the future, you will get the discounted rate going forward. So I'm going to link that in the show notes. I'd love to have you guys there. Um, So yeah, I will link it. And if you're on our email list, you're going to get it sent to you anyways, the invitation. So feel free to sign up. Once I hit 50, I'm going to have to cut it off though. So you be sure to register before November 22nd. Okay, so getting into today's question, I'm just going to dive right into the questions. And if you have more questions for a state surveyor on how to do your job, please send them in an email to me and I promise I will cover them in future episodes or I'll email you back with the answer. So if you want to know more about the state survey, I recommend you going back and listening to last week's episode. I covered a lot of questions. I gave you a great introduction um, about what a day looks like with a state surveyor. So if that's the kind of guidance that you're looking for, I cover that on walking you step-by-step through what your responsibilities are. Um, So I'm just gonna get into the questions. So question number one, what specific areas related to nutrition will be audited? So there's numerous areas and it's not just in one area that you're gonna find in the state auditor's guidelines because Nutrition falls into multiple parameters. So a couple of the things that they're going to look at though are acceptable parameters of nutritional status, weight losses and gains, how were they followed up on, how were they documented, what were the nutrition interventions that were done, hydration status, so do we have a lot of patients that have UTIs that it's likely because they're dehydrated, how was that documented, how was that handled, what disciplines were involved, wounds is a big one. And I know that's the question that I typically get the most um, inquiries about is, what do I have to do with patients with wounds? Well, a lot. (laughs) It's not just a one-time thing. Number one, you're going to want to make sure that you have a really good wound care team and that you're involved in it. If you haven't been invited on, invite yourself on. You want to have a list of the patients that have wounds. You want to have a list of when you visited them, when you charted on them, what did you document, um, what were your nutrition interventions, what's your nutrition monitoring plan, and what are the nutrition goals, when are you following up. So I know that that sounds like a lot, and it is, but wounds are such a critical element in long-term care, they really want to see that you're following up with them. Now, there's no specific guidelines about how often you have to follow up on them, but you do have to follow up on them more than just your quarterly um, average ones. So that's what I can say for now. Um, I do have articles on the website and I will link them in the show notes, just free information about the dietitian's role with wound care, what you should be doing on the wound care team. Um, but be sure just to have your own tracking sheet of who has wounds. You can usually get up-to-date ones from the nurses, and then you can write in your information there and just keep it for yourself. That's really going to help you to keep track of who you should be following up on. Other areas of nutrition that they're going to look at is obviously your tube feeding patients. Um, Those are a big one, and as well as some infection control areas. So that's going to be Um, your kitchen audits, your dining room audits, those kinds of things you should be catching some type of infection control uh, in the questions that you're auditing it on. Another question, how frequently are state surveys conducted and what is the typical duration of the audit? The annual survey is completed once per year. Now that's in the United States, in Canada it's also once per year and after COVID it actually might be more frequent depending on how your home did. So They can come anywhere between 9 and 15 months after the last survey. Typically, you will get some type of heads up as the time range that they're coming through the window, but not always. Um, If they've been tipped off that there is some negligent care going on, they do do surprise visits. So that's what I mean when I talked about last week that if you learn to document properly, then you should always be prepared for a state survey to come any day of the week, any day of the year, it doesn't matter. As long as you're following a system and keeping up, um, there's no reason you should be nervous, but essentially what I tell new dietitians is be prepared for them to come in tomorrow. And you should always be looking at it like that. Don't, you can leave things that are not urgent, but don't leave things that are urgent. So, or have a documentation in place as to when you're gonna follow up and why. So, um, Next question, are there any new regulations related to nutrition that we should be aware of? So CMS, um, Canadian Medicare system, what they do is they do announce when updates or changes in regulations occur. And there's usually a bit of a time delay that they'll give a facility a grace period to implement the new changes. I do have a link in the show notes where you can get updates as to when they come out, but your facility really should be on top of that. So it's not so much that dietitians need to um, be aware of these changes. The person that's in charge at your facility likely will know these changes. Um, Next question, can you provide any insight into common nutrition deficiencies observed? So acceptable parameters of nutritional status is a common deficiency. And I should say, um, Stephanie Wilkerson gave this answer. So shout out to Stephanie. You are an awesome dietitian. She was a previous state surveyor. So, So this is cited when a facility was deemed to have allowed a weight loss to occur that was determined to be avoidable. The RD assessments and notes definitely comes into play here. So this is a really important one weight loss weight gains obviously we see a lot more weight loss in long-term care Um, this is a huge one that gets audited and so every single month you should have your own documentation about the significant weight losses and gains in your facility and what are you doing about them don't let any slip through your fingers because you will get audited on this and you could fail that section of a survey or get an F tag or whatever it is in your region um, as to you did something wrong and you don't want to be that person. So that is a really important part of your job to make sure that once a month you're following up, you're doing audits, And you're doing something about the weight loss you're not just monitoring and evaluating. If you suspect though that the weight loss is inaccurate so that it's a recording error you can write that but then the following month you're going to want to check if that has continued on or if it was an actual error in weight or if they actually did lose that weight, now you start doing nutrition interventions. We all know as dietitians in long-term care that it's really important for the staff to be doing weights accurately. And if you find that they're not, you really need to get on top of that. I have a full article free for you guys to read about how to tackle when staff are either not getting weights done or they're not doing them properly. I give you tips and tricks that have worked for me in the past as to how I've addressed issues like that. So I'll link that one in the show notes. Um, It has worked in all of my facilities in the past because I've encountered that. And I think you're gonna find some level of that in every long term care home that weights just don't seem to be a priority, even though it's a really important part of everybody's job. So Um, You just always want to make sure in terms of going back to the question um, common deficiencies is that you are really keeping up with what's going on with your patients where there's red flags. So weight is a common one that's going to give a red flag right away. Um, What is the next question? Can you provide any guidance on how to ensure that residents' dietary needs and preferences are being met? many ways. There's many ways. So uh, just a couple tips though. Making rounds during meal times is one of the best ways. You can get a great picture of what's going on with uh, your residence by simply popping into every dining room for just even like 10 minutes. Um, If you see something going wrong though you can do it for more. But what you can look for when you're doing rounds during meal times is you can just stand back and observe. Maybe you're not going there, for a particular resident, but maybe once you walk away you realize that there is a particular resident that you need to follow up with a little bit more. So some of the things that you can see are has a resident lost independence during a meal and they're needing more assistance and that needs to be built into the nutrition care plan so you need to work with the team to find out okay what level of assistance are they currently getting and what do we need to change who's going to be put in charge of that and who's going to be monitoring that that patient is getting the assistance that they need. Um, If you have a patient that you notice Okay, they're not eating that much. They only ate about 25% of their meal. You're going to want to follow up. You're going to want to go back through the records, look at their weight history, look at the intake history over the past little while. Has it been going down and you just didn't know about it? Um, That can give you a good red flag to follow up on that. And overall, what is the dining room environment like? Are staff yelling across the room to each other to either get this, get that, talk about how their weekends are? Um, is a staff member kind of bouncing from table to table but not really giving assistance to anybody? Is a television on? Um, just make sure that the overall dining room is giving the dining room experience that you know is best. Um, is MedPass being done during mealtimes? I would say in many facilities, MedPass is still being done during mealtimes, and that is the number one no-no that I have seen. That pill crusher is so distracting, especially if you have residents with dementia. It can be something as simple as that noise triggering them to not want to eat anymore and so we need to remove the dining room and the med pass that they should not be joined together and i know you'll get a lot of pushback on that but you really need to work with the whole team in order to eliminate that from happening Um, conducting tray line audits that's another thing that you should be doing so you want to be checking scoop sizes so if you're saying that this person is getting this much protein, okay, go check the scoop size, see the portion size that they're giving out, and is that accurate? Because they will be looking at that, because if we see that somebody's lost weight and the staff are using incorrect scoop sizes, so their meal portions actually significantly smaller than it should be, there's a red flag right there. Um, This is very common with pureed foods, so um, that's really important. So those are just a few tips to help you with what you should be looking at in preparing for state audits. I would say the dining room audits where you just kind of stand back and look around for meal rounds. I probably do that multiple times a week because it only takes about 10 minutes. You don't have to hit every dining room um, but you do need to hit multiple dining rooms throughout the month so that you can get a good picture of what's going on. the mealtime audits or conducting tray line audits, those can typically be done just about once a month, and that's usually sufficient to figure out what's going on. So how are complaints related to nutrition handled during a state surveys audit? I kind of touched on this one last week, so I won't elaborate too much, but what they want to see is that you've documented how you try to address those complaints. And like I said last week, there will be some residents that no matter what you do, you're gonna get complaints multiple times a week from them. So There's only so much you can do but they do want to see that there's documentation in the chart notes that you've acknowledged the complaint you've tried your best to address it you've taken food preferences um, you're trying to meet their needs as they see it so typically you know they'll look at the weights over the past number of months and they want to see what interventions you put in place and they probably will interview you if there are multiple complaints about the dining room or a particular resident has filed multiple complaints. So just document, document, document. I can't say that enough. That's one of the number one tools that can help you with a state survey audit. Um, How are residents' rights related to nutrition assessed during an audit? So very in depth. Residents' rights in all disciplines in healthcare is so important and there are they are going to look at it. So some of the things that they want to look at is, are, is food being taken off the tray. So trays should never just be put down in front of a resident. The food should be individually taken off and put in front of them just like at a restaurant. It should be very respectful. Are um, divided plates not being used for pureed foods unless deemed to be appropriate to assist with self-feeding? So one of the worst things that somebody can do is mix all the purees together on somebody's plate without asking them. That's so rude and it's not person-centered care and it's not individualistic. So that's something that they're going to look at. Um, Are proper utensils being provided? Are food preferences being honored? Are all residents at one table being served at the same time or within an appropriate time frame? So somebody doesn't have their meal and then 10 minutes later somebody else gets their meal. Are staff sitting down when assisting residents with feeding? Are staff talking to one another instead of the residents? Are noise levels being controlled? Are meds not being served at mealtime, if that possible? So you can see from this list, there are multiple things that you can simply catch by doing a dining room audit. Um, so doing a mealtime audit as a dietitian, it's essential because you can catch these errors that are being made prior to survey and you can correct them before that happens. So. That is one of the best things that you can do is audits, 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 but not just completing the audit, but following up and doing interventions to change the deficiencies that you're seeing. Um, so last question here. How does a facility ensure that they are providing adequate hydration for all residents? So there is something called the hydration critical element pathway. I'll link it in the show notes in an article that I've written here. Um, It's very important and observations are going to be really crucial. So you're going to want to do rounds to see if water and fluids, are they available at bedside? Are they being served at mealtimes? Are a variety being offered? Um, If there is Uh, snack time? Are they getting drinks at snack time for residents that need assistance? Are they getting that assistance or is the cup just being placed in front of them and then staff walk away? I know Something that I frequently hear is, how in the world am I going to have time to do all these audits when I barely have time to do the job I'm supposed to be doing with my patients? And I get that. I know that a dietitian has a million things going on, and sometimes if you don't actually work in the facility, either full-time or you're only there once every couple of weeks, that you feel like you don't have enough time, it's not really an excuse to not get these things done or to they must be delegated to somebody else. So, a kitchen supervisor, uh, the food service manager, therapeutic recreation has even helped me out with cert with um, audits simply because they are an unbiased third party. And so, as a dietitian, even if you cannot accomplish all these tasks, there needs to be a team meeting with management as to okay who's going to be doing all these tasks then. So don't be afraid to get involved, don't be afraid to talk to management about these tough conversations that, you know what, I have really big concerns about what goes on in the dining room, but I'm not here enough to really complete audits all the time, who can I delegate these audits to in order to make sure that they're getting done and then I'll look over the results of the audits and we'll come up with a plan together as to how to address this. So you need to find time and I'll be doing future podcast episodes about time management in long-term care or how you can ask for more hours in long-term care. Um, It's not difficult to get more hours as a dietitian. It is simply a conversation that needs to be had in some scenarios. And so I actually do have a proposal um, on how to increase dietitian hours in your facility. It's a template that you can just use. Um, If you want to send me an email at rd at gmail.com i'll be happy to send it out to you no cost to anybody so um, it's a template that i came up with that i used at previous jobs and in all of my jobs in the past i've been able to increase my dietitian hours you have to show your value to your facility in order to get that increased hours and what are the deliverables that the facility is going to see when they do give you more hours so they're investing more money into having you in the facility, well, what is the result that they're going to see? What's the benefit that they're going to see by having you there more? Um, So yeah, that's just a few things. So that's all I have for you today. I really hope that some of these things help you out. I know that the idea of a state survey coming is nerve-wracking, especially for new dietitians, but don't be too concerned. It's one day out of the whole year, maybe multiple depending how big your facility is, but all you can change is what they tell you to fix going forward. So there are some dietitians that I've heard from that have said like the previous dietitian, they didn't keep up with this and we may fail. That's okay. It's not on you. You didn't do it. But what you do need to control is what you do going forward that's going to meet the standards that are set out for you in long-term care. So that's my best advice to you. I do have a resource on the website um, helping you to prep for state surveys. I have a couple articles that are free for you guys to read through that can really help you with a state survey. Um, but thank you for listening today. Be sure to like and follow the show on your Apple podcast or Spotify. And if you could give it a five-star rating, and review. That's really helpful. It's no cost to you guys and it just helps the show to get in front of more eyes that may find it helpful. Um, Be sure to share this podcast if you think that it will help somebody else out. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Long-Term Care RD and all of the things that I talked about today will be linked in the show notes don't forget to sign up. I would love to have you in the group webinar on November 22nd. If you can't make it, there will be a live recording or there will be a recording available to you. So even if you can't attend, if you um, register, you will get the show, um, the webinar after. Okay, so thanks for attending today, you guys. I hope you have a great week and we'll chat next week.